Welcome to the H1B Guy podcast, and thank you for downloading or streaming the H1B Guy podcast. This is an audio-only version of the top 20 things I learned from the Chats with Charlie episode 3 that was live-streamed by the U.S. Department of State on May 24th, 2021. The H1B Guy podcast is proudly sponsored by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads since 2001, and by Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. The H1B Guy here, and today, Chats with Charlie, Episode 3, June Visa Bulletin, YouTube Live, Breakdown, and Top 20 Things I Learned from the Chats with Charlie that originally aired by the Department of State on May 24th, 2021. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you, if you have not already, to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues and the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. Today's post is brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads since 2001, and by Path to Canada. Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. Well, hosted for the second time by Melissa, a consular officer with the Department of State and featuring Charles Charlie Oppenheim, Chief of the Visa Control and Reporting Division at the U.S. Department of State. He has worked for the Department of State since 1978 and in control of the Visa Bulletin since 1998. So let's cover the top 20 things I learned from Episode 3 of Chats with Charlie. 1. The number one question is, will family-based and employment-based limits be reached by fiscal year 2021? And the short answer is no. Processing of cases is still not at normal levels. Two, the limits for fiscal year 2022 for family-based preferences will be 226,000 and employment-based preferences will be at least 290,000. The 290,000 allotment will be an all-time high for employment-based preferences. Three, China and India EB2 continue to advance, as do all other employment-based categories except EB5 China. Numbers will continue to move aggressively through the end of the summer and most likely into early fiscal year 2022 based on the exceedingly high limit. Charlie said he does not expect any retrogression in either family-based or employment-based preferences in fiscal year 2021 and into the foreseeable future in fiscal year 2022. Four, China and India typically use the vast majority of fall downs due to having the earliest priority date. Unused numbers made available strictly in priority date order and primarily with China and India and EB2 and EB3. 5. The determination variables for the monthly visa bulletin include preference category limits, overall per country limits, category limits, 
how many numbers used, how many uh, numbers expected to be used during the current month, and the amount of known demand for which number use might be required based on movement of final action dates for the upcoming month. Six, USCIS shares during a monthly meeting a detailed report with the amount of demand it has at the various stages of processing for each of the categories. The information is used to determine final action dates knowing demand requires a use of a specific number during that month. An example given was that Charlie used the report to determine June final action dates based on numbers expected to be used in June. Seven, once all appropriate documents have been received and the priority date is current, the number is then immediately allocated for final action. 8. For DV 2021, all ranked cutoffs remain current. 9. The high limit of employment-based numbers will allow employment-based preferences to be advanced in a rapid pace until the end of the year and end of fiscal year 2022, though things may slow down by the second half of fiscal year 2022. 10. July 2021 Visa Bulletin will have more aggressive movement, and it is safe to say most, if not all, dates of filing from Chart B will be reached by the end of the fiscal year. 11. Expects India EB3 to advance into 2012 in the near future, but beyond that we'll continue to watch the incoming demand. 12. Lots of checks and balances for audits of the monthly visa bulletin. Monitoring of the number use and dates, OIG reviews dates and results, all in an effort to comply with the INA guidelines. 13. That a State Department has no jurisdiction over what USCIS chooses to do. The State Department will continue to advance dates of filing because it allows the National Visa Center to contact applicants and ask them to submit required documents. This then allows Charlie to realize demand and he can move final action dates based on that data. 14. USCIS has a formula that they use to decide which combination of dates and final action dates to be used with a reminder to carefully monitor USCIS website which provides the chart which will be used for the month. Charlie believes that dates of filing will be used for October 2021 as that has been the standard policy in recent years. 15. As previously discussed, 150,000 unused family-based numbers will be added to the 140,000 employment-based numbers for fiscal year 2022. INA guidelines indicate that 28.3% are allocated to each EB1, EB2, and EB3, 7.1% to EB4 and EB5. Then a 7% country limit is applied to each preference. The limit is imposed with the intent to eliminate monopolization, but unused numbers go to applicants with earliest priority date, irrespective of country of birth. 16. Number use target compared with numbers available and demand to determine final action dates. If demand is not sufficient, level is current. If demand is there, then final action date is established. 17. Believes that there will be a significant amount of unused family-based and employment-based category numbers for fiscal year 2021. However, Charlie didn't think employment-based numbers were going to be fully used in summer of 2020, but USCIS was able to process a vast majority. Aggressive movements and employment-based preferences have been done in a manner to maximize number use. 18. 
advanced the dates of filing in June 2021 to allow the National Visa Center to notify applicants so that Charlie has visibility for demand of applicants ready to be scheduled on final action date movements. 19. EB2 China and India were previously moving by days, a week, sometimes two weeks in the monthly visa bulletin. Now it has been three, five, and eight months at a time. Aggressive movement made an effort to make sufficient numbers to utilize the limits. EB1 will remain current and additional fall downs will allow China and India to move at a rapid pace. 20. EB3 India 2013 will be reached by fiscal year 2022. All final action dates will reach dates of filing by September 2021. Well, it was another great session, and I continue to be impressed by Charlie Oppenheim. The creative manner in which he is working diligently on the State Department's behalf to make sure that the annual allotments and fall-down numbers are being fully utilized is remarkable. Charlie has made it a point in the last two chats with Charlie to mention that he expects final action dates to meet or exceed dates of filing by September 2021, the end of fiscal year 2021. Keep that in mind over the next three visa bulletins as we track this movement. This further implies to me that we're going to continue to see movement in three to five to eight months at a time across all of the employment-based categories, and that should continue through the first half of fiscal year 2022. To read the full post on the Chats with Charlie, Episode 3, June Visa Bulletin, YouTube Live Breakdown, Top 20 Things I Learned, please check out the H1BGuy.com. And a reminder that today's post was brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads since 2001. This national job board network provides recruitment websites in 1,024 major U.S. metro areas. Each local job board is its own portal and is a low-cost resource for immigration recruitment ads for all industries and professions with a flat price of $225 per ad regardless of which city you choose. RecruiterNetworks.com has been the number one place for immigration attorneys, immigration ad agencies, and employers to meet the DOL requirements for the digital portion of the PERM advertisement rules. RecruiterNetworks.com. Tell them the H-1B guy sent you. And this post is also brought to you by Path to Canada. Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. They will help you navigate the process. If you're interested in finding out more, please be sure to click the link in the video description below. Just wanted to ask you again to like this video, subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube, and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we make a new post here to this channel. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to watch my content. I really appreciate your support. The H1B Guy, your global source for all things H1B.